right, you ready to learn today? Come on online, get something to write on, okay? Get something to write on. Grab your Bibles today, grab your Bibles, and go with me, if you will, to the book of Proverbs, the first chapter. Some of the things we're going to read today are going to be on the screen, some of them are not. Um, so just follow me as much as you possibly can. If you don't have a paper Bible, I've got mine. Normally I read uh, by my phone, but I brought my paper Bible today. How many know that's all right? Okay. Um, and and, and uh, if, you're, if you're a phone person, grab your phone. Okay. Whatever you have to do, find something to write on. We're going to dive in a little bit more into the book of Proverbs. Now, the book of Proverbs, what we're teaching on, is called Wisdom for Living. Wisdom for Life. Wisdom for Life. It's important. Now, the reason I'm saying that to you, because one of the things that I believe more than ever before is that God gives certain commodities to your life, in your life, that enable you to do the things that you need to do for your life. This is what I'm saying to you. Everybody grab this. That when you come into the world, when you come into the world and you are born again, right? Or you're born into the world, you do not come into this world empty. There are certain things that God puts in your heart that allows you to be able to do the things in your life that you need to do. For example, God puts inside of every person's heart, according to the Bible, a measure of faith or ability to believe in something. You see, people that don't believe in God still are exercising their faith. They're just using their faith not to believe. But every person has faith. They use it in, in the ability to believe and also the ability not to believe. That's a commodity that you're born with. It's a commodity that you're born with. God gives, also gives you the ability when you have him in your life. He gives you the ability to overcome. I mean, there's sometimes where you feel like you're being overcome, but deep down inside of your heart, when you begin to pull upon the life of God in you, you know you are made to overcome. Come on, as a matter of fact, out of your mouth today, I want you to say, I am an overcomer. I love it. I love it. I'm an overcomer. Those are things that are, those are things that are built inside of you. They're built inside of you. And sometimes you don't know everything that is inside of you until you have to go through a little bit of adversity. I mean, when your back is against the wall and you don't have any other options, it's like, you know, you begin to find faith you didn't know that you had, and pretty soon you understand it's not your faith carrying you through. It is the faith of Jesus in you that gives the ability to go through life. The other thing that God gives the person, you and I, that I think is something that we need to grab a hold of and is very acquirable, is the commodity of wisdom. Wisdom. Come on, everybody say wisdom. wisdom. We defined the word wisdom for you last week. Wisdom means skilled living. Skilled living. It is a capacity not to just live your life, but to have a skilled way of doing your life. Okay? Skilled living. The reason why that is important for you, this is where we left off last week, because the really reason why that is important for you to ask God for wisdom, to have wisdom inside of your life, that is important for you. Because how many know when you live a life that is wise, directed by God, it prevents you from making mistakes in your life that sometimes we get ourselves into? How many have ever made a decision? You're like, man, I should not have made that decision, right? How many have ever made a purchase and you got it and you had buyer's remorse like an hour later, right? How many of you ever bought some shoes? You're like, man, they're nice, but they're not necessary. Right? We've all had those moments. So what wisdom does, it's skilled. Come on, everybody say, skilled living. living. What wisdom does, it allows you to live life, watch, skillfully. 
Because the principle we left off with last week, and I'm gonna, we're going to kind of pick up from here, is that this is a statement that we made last week. We said to you last week that deliverance, deliverance is reactive, right? But wisdom is proactive. Now, all of us in our life, there are certain things that we've had to be delivered from in our life. There are certain times that we've made decisions, and we've had to become slaves to the decisions that we make in our life. Remember what we talked about is that decisions, a decision in your life, if not made wisely, can open up a season of your life that you don't want to walk into. All of us in this room have made decisions relationally that when we made that decision, we look back on it and we're like, maybe I should not have made that decision. And that decision opened a season of hardship, heartbreak, and fear in your life, right? And you had to get delivered from those moments. But what happens, what we're trying to teach ourselves today is that when we begin to understand that I don't have to make those decisions, I can live wisely directed by God, that is proactive, being having to be delivered from bad decisions is reactive. Watch, are you with me? So what wisdom also is, watch, it's not just still living, it is also a map. It's a map. Okay. Now, some of you don't can't remember those, but I remember, right back in the day when we didn't have a phone that had GPS on it. How remember you had to get that? Was it called Atlas? Was it called an Atlas map? You had to go to the gas station and you got an Atlas map and you had to like highlight where you were going to turn and you had to open the map. How many remember? Raise your hand. Just just go with me. Come on now, right? And some of you are like Atlas. All the new generations, Atlas. Is that like an app or something? Is that is that was that like a, is that a comic book or something? But I remember driving to go see my father in Denver, Colorado, and having to get the Atlas map out and just kind of highlight everywhere we would go so we'd make the right turn. So watch. That's exactly what wisdom is for you. Wisdom is a map for your life. It's a map. The reason why that is important for you to understand that, because unless you have that map for clarity on how you live your life, then you begin to make decisions based upon your own wisdom, not God's wisdom. Your own wisdom. Watch, here's the principle. Here's the principle. Okay? Here's the principle about wisdom being a map. Okay? Direction. Direction, not intention determines your destination. Man, if you're a note taker, you have to write that down. It is direction, not intention, that determines your destination. So what's important for you to understand about that principle is this, that there's a lot of people that have intentions to do certain things in their life, to go to certain places in their life, relationally, financially, professionally, but can I say this to you, ladies and gentlemen? If I intend to have these great things in my life, but my feet, my feet are on the wrong path, it doesn't matter what I intend. It's not going to happen. So it is not intention that determines my destination. It is direction, which means I have to have my feet following the right map. And if I can have my feet following the right map, I will get to where God wants me to go wow are you with me today no that's important you know why because there, there is a lot of people a lot of people right not you not us i'm talking about somebody else right 
that have great intentions and they want great things in their life, but their feet are on the wrong path. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. As much as I would like to say that you're going to get there, but can I say this to you? Your intentions do not bring you the desired outcome of God in your life. You can intend as much as you want, but if your feet are on the wrong path, right, you will never reach your redemptive potential in Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? But it's not intention. It's direction. It's not intention. It is direction. My question to you today, my question to you today, is what is God saying to you about your life today? What is God saying to you about your life? Where is he saying that this is the path I have for you? Watch. And the decisions you're going to make in your next season are going to open doors for the next part of your life. That is why you cannot, do, that's why you cannot make emotional, rash, right? Quick decisions without having God lay out the map for you. Now, that doesn't mean you understand everything, but you do know that God has a plan. And if you want that plan, then you put your feet on the right path and you will get to where God wants you to be. Good talking pastor. Okay? Proverbs 3, chapter 1. That's where we're going to pick up today. Okay? Proverbs 3, chapter 1. Okay? Listen to the words. Please listen. Okay? It's very important because this helps you have the map for your life. Listen. My son, do not forget my teachings, but keep the commands in your heart. Notice, most Bible scholars believe that he is speaking to his son, Rehoboam, who will be a king. But how many know we are sons and daughters of God? So when this is being written, we can metaphorically connect this to our own life. So this is what, this is what God is saying to us as people. He's saying, listen, do not forget the teachings of but keep the commands in your heart. Watch, that's not one principle, that's two principles. Notice that keeping God's commands in your heart is directly related to you not forgetting his teachings. Okay, catch that. Catch that. Why is that important? Why is it important? Because that is important because I believe one of the best ways that the enemy gets authority over people's lives. Watch. Is that they hear God's word week by week, read God's word, but, not, but do not store it in their heart. So what he is saying, he is saying, I want you to realize that if you want clarity for your life, if you want victory in your life, if you want things to grow in your life, don't just read the word. Just don't hear my words, but let them be written in your heart so that will enable you to know God's truth for your life. Why is that important? Here, catch this. It is because he knows you cannot believe in a word. Please listen to this. You cannot 
believe in a word that is not hidden in your heart. I'm going to say it to you again. I'm, I'm not even going to rush past that. You cannot believe in a word that is not hidden inside of your heart, which means not forgetting what is in his word and in your heart requires intentionality. Watch. Wisdom must be accepted and it must be retained. has to be accepted and it has to be retained okay so here's my question to you you ready how are you storing what god is saying to your life how are you storing it what are the things i think you need we all need i need we need you ready what are the things that we need is we need to develop an information management system in your life. That's my challenge you today. My challenge to you today is to develop an information management system in your life. So what do you mean by that, Pastor? How do you store the information and what God is saying to you about your life today? Do you journal it? Do you rehearse it in your heart? Do you quote it when you wake up in the morning? How do you store what God is saying to you? Right? You say, Pastor, why is that important? Why can't I just learn about it? Okay? You, you want to know the truth? Because what is it, whatever is learnable is forgettable. Okay? Whatever is learnable is forgettable. If I'm just learning about it, how many know why you could forget about it? Everyone in this room can tell me you sat in biology class in the 10th grade just like I did and you can't remember Jack or Jill what you learned. I will guarantee you that. You can't remember anything they told you in basic science class. I can't. I remember when my girls would bring home homework, I'd be like, Pastor Didi, that's your calling. I don't know what. I, the way they do math nowadays is completely the way we did math back in 1972. Okay, when you were a kid, okay, right? All right, does that make sense to you? So whatever is learnable, watch, is forgettable. What he is saying to you is that I just don't want you to learn, but I want you to be on the tablet of your heart because unless it is hidden in your heart, right, then you don't retain what I'm saying to you and that's how you get defeated in areas of your life are you learning today okay are you learning that's why david said that's why david said in psalms 119 okay but but before we get there okay listen to verse two for go back i'm sorry that's my fault i'm sorry for they look at verse two in chapter proverbs one or three one go back to the previous slide please okay chapters there you go. Thank you for that. For they will prolong. What will prolong? My words will prolong your life many years and will bring you peace and prosperity. Watch, watch. When you hide God's word in your heart and it is in your life, guess what it does? It pro prolongs your life. How does it prolong your life? Because you're not making crazy decisions, right? Right? And you can watch. I'm not just talking about the 
life, number of days. Watch, because he's talking about peace and prosperity. That's speaking about a quality of life. So when you have God's word in your heart, it leads you to a prosperous life and it brings you peace inside of your heart. What kind of peace? Emotional peace, mental peace, right? Um, just peace about your future, peace about what you're facing. And come on, you ready for this? It gives you a quality of life. Notice the results. Psalms 119. David said about having the word in your heart. He said, your word have I hidden in your heart that I may not sin against you. Remember, remember, the book of Proverbs is a book of contrast. It's a book of contrast. Remember what we're teaching you. It contrasts one type of person who lives this way and another kind of person who lives this way. It's a book of comparisons. And David carries the same thought. He is saying to you and I that when you hide the word in your heart, it brings God's ability in your life. I'm going to say it to you again. When you hide God's word in your heart, it brings God's ability in your life. Wow. Right? Because watch, watch. How many know when you have God's word in your heart, it allows you to say no to the things that you really want to say yes to. That's what David is saying right there. How many know? How many know there's sometimes when your desire, your own fleshly desire rises up, right? And you want something. But deep down inside of your heart, there's something that says to you, you really don't need that and you really don't want that. That's just your flesh coming out of you. But my word is still in your heart. And that's saying, making you say no to the things you really want to say yes to. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Because here's the reality of it in your life. You're never free in your life until you say no to the things you want to say yes to. You know where you're free. When that thing stands in front of you, and you want to say yes to it, but God's word that you've hidden in your heart makes you rise up and you say no even when you really want to say yes. Wow. Not good? Okay. Can we, can we keep going a little bit? Okay. The effects of having God's word in your heart, remember, is peace and prosperity. Now let's look at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 4. Okay. Proverbs 4, chapter 3. Um, verse 4, okay? Watch this. He says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Wow. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Watch. Everybody watch your pastor. Watch. When you are learning how to live a life of wisdom, skillful living, okay? This is what he says, okay? And you bind them around your neck 
and you let God speak to your life and direct your life, this is what he says. He says, then you will find favor and a good name with God and man. Come on, everybody say favor. favor. Okay, here. I, 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 I didn't write this definition on here, but I'm going to give you the definition of favor. You ready? When God orchestrates events in your life to carry out his purposes in you. I'm going to say it to you again. When God, when God orchestrates the events of your life to fulfill his purposes in you. When God orchestrates the events of your life to fulfill his purposes in you. Now, this is important for you to realize this. Because the Bible says in Luke, the second chapter, I believe, it says that Jesus had favor with God and man. How many know we want favor not just with man, but how many know we want it with God? And how many know we just don't want it with God? How many know we need it with man? Why? Because a person that has favor with God and not man is a person who has a lot to say and nobody to say it to. So you can't have favor just in one arena. You got to have it in both arenas. Watch. What is favor? How does favor come? What is favor? Favor is something you and I don't deserve. It is given to you by God's grace. It is God's unmerited ability in your life. Say, Pastor, what is favor? Favor is when things happen in your life that shouldn't happen, but because God's so good to you, they still happen. That's favor. Did you hear what I just said? God's favor is when things happen in your life they shouldn't happen, but because of God's goodness to your life, they still happen. Like you have that job that you're applying for, and you shouldn't get that job, but you still got that job because that's God's favor. It shouldn't have happened because of God's goodness. It happened to your life. You had that client. You got that client. It shouldn't have happened, but because of God's goodness, it did happen. God's favor. Come on, say, I'm favored. Come on, say it like you are. Say, I'm favored. See, the Bible says that favor came on Mary. Came on Mary. In Luke, the second chapter, it came on Mary. Favor is important because this is how favor comes in a person's life. Favor comes on a person, right? Given to them by God, watch. And the second way favor comes, it comes on their path. Right? So if I'm on the right path in my life, then favor comes to your life. Favor comes to your life. I'm going to say to you again. Favor comes on a person, and favor comes on a path. Favor comes on a person, and favor comes on a path. So if, like Mary, like she, the Bible says that the angel Gabriel spoke to her and said, you are highly favored by God. That favor at that moment came on her as a person, and as she walked down the path of obedience to God, that favor stayed upon her because she followed that path. Wow. Are you with me? That's where James 4, 7 comes in. James 4, chapter 4, verse 7. Because how many know sometimes we want God's favor, but we don't want it to be on that path? You hear what I'm saying to you? We're going to get into that in just a moment. We want God's favor, but we don't want the path. Right? So when you're in that favor, and you're on that path, then you have exactly what you want when you get it, when you need it. That's why James 4, chapter 4, verse 7 says, Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. 
resist the devil and he will flee. We want him to flee, but we don't want to submit. So your submission to God is directly correlated to your ability to to resist what's coming against your life. I cannot resist if I do not submit. talking to Kareem today, and I hope you don't mind if I say this to you. Talking to Kareem today, who celebrated nine years. Nine years of sobriety this weekend. Congratulations to you. Celebrated nine years of sobriety. Okay, watch. This is what he said to me. This is what he said to me. He said to me, I could not say no until I got up every day and said that I submit to God's will and I don't, this is not verbatim, God's will for my life and in my life, so to speak. And every day he said, I could not say no until I got up every day of my life and said no to what, was, what I wanted to say yes to, but, but until I said, I submit to God's will and God's word or whatever for my life. Amen. And when he said that every day, this is what he said to me. He said, when I said that, Pastor, that gave me the capacity to say, to, to, to say no. Because when you submit, you have the capacity to resist. When you submit, you have the capacity to resist. You know what I pray for everybody that's in this room? That I know that we already have? I pray favor over every part of your life. I pray favor for your relationships. I pray favor for your marriages. I pray for favor over every business that is in this room. I say that things still happen to you that only God can bring, that only God has graced in your life. And I say that favor should come over all the answers that you're seeking for and all the things you don't have answers for. I say that favor shall be upon your life. Come on, everybody say favor. Come on, say favor. I say that doors that appear to be closed to you shall open because of God's favor. I say when people say no, God still says yes to you. I say that when everybody wants to close, don't close doors around you, God will open the right door for you. Everybody say favor. Favor. Only God can bring that to your life. And I say some to some of you that are in this room that are struggling and maybe you're getting some bad news and things are coming to get you, I say you get up every day and when your feet hit that ground, you say, I am highly favored by God. And what shouldn't happen still happens for you and to you because of God's divine favor on you. But that comes by living wisely and having God's word hidden in your heart. Why, pastor? Because I cannot believe in a word that I have not hidden in my heart. Wow. You glad you came today? Can we go on? Okay. Let's go to the next verse. Okay. Very familiar. Right? Okay. Trust in the Lord with all your and lean not and lean not into your own understanding. How do you know how much you are trusting? How do you know you are trusting? Listen to me, please listen. There is an enormous difference 
This is not semantics. Please listen to me. There is an enormous difference between believing and trusting. Watch. I can believe in God and still not trust in God. My belief, my belief system is tied to his existence. My trust is tied to his character and his ability. Did you hear that? You got to get that. The reason you have, we, the reason I want you to understand that, because I need us as a people to move from believing to trusting. Because there's times in your life when you believe, and there's a whole lot of times in your life where you got to trust them. Where you're not sure about the outcome of things, but you still have to not believe. You got to trust. And what are you trusting in? His character and his ability. Well, how do I know, Pastor, if I'm trusting? I'm going to show you. Can I do an object lesson for you? Now, I have to. Uh, I want my niece to come up here, Marissa. Come up here because she is of the body weight that I can handle, all right? Okay, come and stand up here with me, all right? Okay, turn and face the camera, okay? Watch, okay, see? Okay, you ready for this? How do I know, watch, how do I know how much I'm trusting? I, the way you know how much you're trusting is by, by looking how far you're leaning, okay? How do you know how much I'm trusting? The way you know how much you're trusting is determined by how far you're leaning. Okay? Watch. So go ahead and lean. I'm not going to drop you. She's like, don't drop me. You're not as strong as you used to be, Uncle. Okay? As a matter of fact, kick one leg back so you can lean on your own strength. One leg yeah, back? Yeah, no, yeah, 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 just like that. Okay, don't lean all the way. There you go. See that? If I let, I'm going to let go. Okay, let go. All right, I'm going to let go, but hold yourself. Okay? Who's holding you up? You are. Okay? All right? Go back a little further. Who's holding? Go ahead and hold yourself. This is going to test your core. Okay? Who's holding you up? Me. Exactly. Okay? So watch. Watch. The further she goes back, the more trust she has to have in me to hold her. But she can only have that trust by her letting go of her own ability to hold herself up. Are you hearing me? How do I know how much I'm trusting? By how far I'm leaning. By how far I'm leaning. So watch. Let, let it go. There you go. Let go. More, 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 more. Okay. See, that's about, about as much muscle as I got for the day right there. All right. That's, that's, that's my curl for the day. Watch. How do I know how far? I'm trusting. When I begin to let go of my own ability to hold my life up and my complete weight and trust is in one thing. So as long as you're holding yourself up under your own ability, right? Because we can still have a little bit of trust, right? And still a little bit of us. So when she has her legs like this and she's kind of leaning back a little bit, she's kind of like, I'm trusting you, uncle, but I'm also trusting me, <laughs> right? Is that not true? Yeah. And the more she goes back, the more she has to relinquish her own ability 
to hold herself up and put it in my ability to hold her up. How do I know how much I'm trusting? By how far you're leaning. So it actually pays to relinquish our complete ability and give it to God because he has the ability to hold us up. Thank you. Well done. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay, last part. You ready? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. Trust in the Lord. Listen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. How do I know how much I'm trusting? By how far I'm leaning. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to my own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path. Watch. The word acknowledge means to consult with the intent to submit to God. Everybody, if you're a note taker, you have to write that down. The word acknowledge means to consult with the intent to submit. The word acknowledge means to, con means to consult with the intent to submit. So I'm asking you, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? I'm consulting you, but the intent of my heart is to submit to what you tell me. And we get in trouble and we don't live wisely when we consult without that intent. Because there are some times in our life that we consult and we have no, no ultimate will to submit. Wow. Wow. Are you with me? Trust in the Lord. How do I know I'm trusting? By how far I'm leaning. Trust in the Lord with all, all the things that make up me, with all my heart, and lean not. Lean not. That's what you hold yourself up against. That's what is supporting your weight. And lean not to your own understanding. Consult me with the intent to submit. And when you do that, I will direct your path. If you read that scripture out of the NIV version, it means I will make your path straight that's what the NIV says meaning your path will no longer be like this or in circles or repetitive your path that has been crooked now will become straight and you know the quickest point from one place to the next place is a straight line and that's what God does for us Are you learning today? Okay. Now, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 7. You ready for this? Next week. Next week. Next week.
this week. Are you enjoying this series? Are you learning for your life? Amen. Online, I love you. Thank you for logging on today. God bless you. I pray God's grace and strength will be upon you. I pray God's mercy would fill your heart and wisdom would be upon your, your life and every part of your life. I'm going to release you to your online host. If you have any questions or need prayer online, people are on the chat right there waiting for you to pray with them and for you. We'll pray with you and for you. God bless you. I'll see you next week. If you're in this building, I want you to stand your feet all over this building. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. I want you to exercise your faith collectively as a body. Exercise your faith that God will do something in your behalf, in your life. My prayer for you, my prayer for you, my prayer for you is that wisdom would be your portion today. That wisdom would be your portion. And there are certain paths that God will carve out for some of you that will see completely contrary to other parts of what other people are doing or saying. But God is going to carve out a path for some of you that's going to direct you into a place of peace and prosperity. Of peace and prosperity. I feel this very strongly for people that are in this room that have their own businesses. That God is going to carve a path for you that's going to bring you into a place. Bring you into a place of favor. That when other things are saying that things are changing in the economy and things are running this way and contrary, that God says that I still will favor you in a lean time. In a lean time. But it's going to cause us to be wiser in the days to come. It's going to cause you to have to be wiser in the days to come. So when God begins to prosper your hand, when God begins to prosper your business, the word to you is to be like Joseph and store up and store up what God brings to you. Because when you store up what God brings to you, that will carry you to a season of sustainability and prosperity when other people are looking and worried about the next season of their life. God says he will protect you. And he will bring strength to your life. He'll bring strength to your life. So as people that are in this room today with business owners, people that are wanting business, it is imperative upon all of us to stand up every day and say, I need God's wisdom. And not only God's wisdom, but I need God's favor upon my life upon my life. There's some of you that are in this room that are seeking decisions on what you should do in the next place of your life because it hasn't been clear and you've prayed and God hasn't spoken to you yet but what I've learned is that when God is not speaking, he is very, very loud. When God is not doing anything, he is doing something and when he is doing something, he's still doing something but when he's doing nothing, he's still doing a lot. So be still and don't act out of a rash, emotional, because God will direct your path. He will direct your path.
Amen. 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 If you're a hand lifter in this place, lift your hand and just thank God for the grace you feel in your life. Thank God. Thank God. I challenge you to trust. Trust. To trust. This is my word to you. To trust. Trust him. Trust him. Yes, there will be moments of uncertainty. There will be days when you don't know. But this is when you shall stand because you have hidden his word in your heart. When people are beginning to, to wither and things around you beginning to wither, you shall stand. You will stand. Because God shall be with you. Peace, prosperity, calmness will be your portion. It will be your portion. I admonish you in this room to be like Solomon. This is instructions to his young son, Rehoboam, where he said, cry out for wisdom. Cry out for wisdom. Wisdom is crying out in the streets for people who will listen. And the days to come, you will need it. You will need it. You will need it. Some of you may not know that you need it today. Because wisdom is like medicine. Wisdom is like medicine. You don't always know that you need it, but you know where it's at when you know that you have to have it. That's why you must hide it in your heart. You don't know. You don't always need the medicine, but you know where to access it. <laughs>